0: This is the world of multi-employer benefit funds with Tracy Doherty Shanklin. We believe in demystifying retirement solutions, upholding retiree dignity, and contributing to economic stability through union organizing, pension reform, and legislative activism. In short, we're devoted to busting myths about the labor movement. If you're interested in the enduring power of labor, well, you've landed in the right place. Experts and Activists will share their insights, expertise, and stories. Time is short, so let's get started.
1: Hi, it's Tracy here. I am very excited to share today's episode about financial well being. One of the core benefits of being a union member is the pension benefit and the health and welfare benefit provided. However, many union members don't completely understand how these benefits contribute to their financial well being until they have a health crisis, or are within a couple years of retirement. Generally, most Americans are underprepared for retirement. Many studies point to a potential retirement crisis. The most sophisticated models imply that anywhere from 25 to 50% of US households preparing for retirement will end up short of the savings needed. Additionally, according to the National Library of Medicine, 40% 40% of personal bankruptcies are due to excessive bills. Financial well being is more than just about our ability to pay our bills or retire with dignity. Financial well being impacts every area of our lives and is critical to our overall quality of life. Financial well being is so vital that multi employer benefit funds actively seek ways to communicate the available tools and resources and educate plan participants. My two guests in today's episode are from Siegel Benz Communications, Josh Meyer and Jennifer Schuster. Josh is a vice president at Siegel Benz Communication. He counsels clients on the benefits of communication using a broad array of media and works nationally with many multi-employer clients. Jennifer is also a vice president and senior communications consultant. She specializes in innovating social and mobile media to connect with employees. Siegel-Benz Communications is a subsidiary of Siegel that provides various consulting services, including actuarial, health benefits, human resources, investments, fiduciary insurance, communications, and technology to a predominantly multi-employer client base. They have more than 25 offices throughout the US and Canada, all bound together by the shared mission of providing trusted advice that improves lives. Siegel-Benz Communications works with multi-employer plan sponsors to enhance the communication and the delivery of financial tools so all multi-employer fund participants can be on a path to financial well-being. What does it take to have financial well-being? The key components to financial well-being are financial literacy, retirement literacy, and a high-level understanding of navigating healthcare coverage. It takes education and planning, but you must know where to start. Josh and Jennifer share how many multi-employer plans provide targeted guidance to plan participants. The goal is to ensure that all plan participants know where to access the available financial and retirement literacy tools and resources. We cover a lot of information and to ensure you don't miss anything, we have divided this episode into three shorter episodes. I am sure you will want to hear them all, so be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform. I hope this episode will encourage you To seek available tools and start your financial planning, no matter where you are in your wage earning years. Okay, let's get into part one of my conversation with Josh and Jennifer. Thank you so much, Josh and Jennifer, for being with me today. I like to start my conversations by having you share with our audience how you got into this work and any specific connections you have to the multi employer benefits segment. So I can start with you, Josh.
2: Sure. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us today. Began my uh, I studied labor relations in college without knowing or understanding a whole lot about unions at that point. I, I was drawn to them of their, their social justice stance and their progressive politics and then collective action and have wound up sort of falling in love with the movement and working with them. And I've been, I've spent my whole career in and around the labor movement. I started out working for a political PR and communications firm in Washington, D.C., where 95% of our clients were unions and doing internal and external communications, helping educate their members or potential members, educating the public about their campaigns to get the public on their side if there was something, an issue coming up. And I, I did that for a long time and I was looking for a change. And a friend of mine who was in the labor movement suggested I talk to people at Siegel. And I, I talked to folks around the movement that I knew and everybody spoke really highly of Siegel. And one of the things that I really love about what I'm doing now is I'm, I'm still talking to the same people I've always talked to, to union members and their families. I've expanded the audience too. We, we also work with Single employer plans, corporate clients and public sector. But uh, so I'm still talking to the same people, working people and helping them empower them with what were the education about their benefits. And I'm just doing I'm doing talking to them from a different angle than I always did, but I'm still talking to the same people. I hadn't I didn't have benefits experience, but I had experience talking to union members. And I've carried that through.
1: How about you,
3: Jennifer? Like Josh, I kind of stumbled into this work. I've been doing this work for a long time, actually. I studied economics and English back in the day in college. And when I was job seeking right out of college, I started working for a consulting firm, not Siegel, but a different consulting firm, and realized that I loved the communications piece of what the firm offered to its clients. Um, What we do is really important. People might think, Oh, we're to helping people fill out a form or we're helping them pick a benefit. But what we're really helping them do is make choices, super important choices about saving money for the future, about setting aside a thousand dollars in a savings account so they could fix their flat tire, about making good healthcare choices, about saving money for healthcare in retirement, all these different things that really can make a huge difference to folks no matter where they're from who they are what kind of work they do we kind of all share this need for thinking about saving money and making good financial choices so that's why i love what we do it keeps me interested and engaged you know i'm the kind of person where you know boy i might get bored with what i do but i never do with this job because i really do feel like we're making a huge difference for the the people we work for and those are our participants the employees that we work with, just really helping them make good choices and sound choices about what's happening for them now and also what can be happening for them in the future.
1: I love what you just said. I grew up in the labor movement, so I come from a bit, little bit of a different experience than my dad was in the, was a, was the labor leader, and he and I've said this multiple times on this podcast. Really emphasized to me how important it was to always remember who we work for—that it's the participants mm-hmm. that we work for—and that sometimes our work can be a little dry or it just gets mundane. But if you always revert back to that core um, principle, I think it's it makes what we do is so rewarding i'm excited to get the kick off this conversation about financial well-being i had this epiphany if you will and it wasn't so much of an epiphany i wasn't unique in having it but i found myself really aware of how many people are not planning properly for for either retirement or just that you mentioned needing to change a tire, that people are really not financially prepared in many cases. And I was curious at the time what, because I know the benefit of being a union member is is often being a participant in a multi-employer plan. And I was curious what was being done to potentially educate members on this subject. I want to start with first of all, can you just explain what is included in the term financial well-being?
2: So financial well-being I think is the thought about having peace of mind about your your financial security. Now and and then looking forward to the future for for when you retire and really understanding the benefits that you have and and how to use them sort of give you this peace of mind especially for the the people that we work with they have defined benefit pensions which me and many Americans do not at this point they have 401k plans annuity funds some have both even and so helping them understand what they have why maybe they're trading some of their wages to put into those two funds and how it all comes together and then why they should be thinking about saving and planning so that they can have some peace of mind for themselves and their families.
3: If I can add to that too, because I'm, I'm going to get back to that whole, the concept of having enough money to change a flat tire
2: or to, to have a car
3: repair that was unexpected. Or maybe you have a healthcare situation and you have to meet your deductible. You know, all of our plans have some sort of a deductible or or cost sharing mechanism that we can meet. And so I really like to try to help from a financial well-being perspective, focus people on what they might need in the here and now as well. So it's not just the look to the future and what I might need when I'm not working anymore, but it's how do I, if my son falls at the skate park and breaks his wrist, and I have to pay $100 at the ER. Do I have $100 that I can pay? How is that going to work? Um, I really like to try to focus folks on that here and now, but not overwhelm them and like, kind of give them ideas on baby steps they can take to just set aside $500 in case of an emergency. And that can seem like a really daunting task for a lot of folks. And that's what we really are trying to reinforce with people too right now
2: and just to add on a little bit also the the benefits world is so confusing and complicated and people can get people get their heads around how, what this all means and how they can make those plans and set aside the 500 bucks that that Jen was talking about it's it's so important to try to cut through all the the technical terms the legal terms the insurance industry speak and help them really understand what they have and And how it fits into their lives to to help them navigate through all these complicated benefits because it's just so important to them.
1: So you both talk about working, you know to help participants understand what they're reading and understand what resources they actually have. What tools are typically available to multi-employer participants today?
3: I could take that one, um Tracy. I think it's the same type of tools that are really available to, to non-multi-employer pr- plan participants as well. You know, it, our, pl- our plan participants are essentially like covered under the same type of healthcare benefits that non-multi-employer folks have. We might be covered through Kaiser Permanente or Anthem or Blue Cross Blue Shield, and we have all the same host of tools that those plan providers make available to their members and employees who enroll in those plans. Um, We also um, work with a lot of our multi-employer funds to pull together just um, financial um, planning resources. So whether that's coming from the fund, whether we are helping them develop like a calculator to think about, okay, what my pension benefit might be worth in the future? What might I need to do to supplement that benefit? So we're working with a lot of our plans to kind of help pull together and curate all the different resources that might be available. Because what Josh um, pointed out earlier, it can be super confusing for folks to navigate through. You know, let's say they've got 15 different apps that they can use or a website, you know, 40 links going to all these different plan providers. Our job is to really focus people, curate the tools that make the most sense for the plans they're in, and point them to those tools. So Josh, you want to add to that
2: at all? I think I, that's a great answer, and I think I would just add one of the things that we try to do by doing customized communications for the funds themselves is to tie their benefits back and put them in the context of, of the other pieces of the puzzle that the fund is providing. So the record keepers probably do a great job of describing their plans, describing the tools on their website, but we, what we can do by providing communications for the fund is tie say, the 401k benefits back to also the retiree health plan or their active health plan, their defined benefit plan, and, and figure out the key messages for the fund and what what goals they're trying to accomplish and and put some context around the communications. And then, as Jen said, help them, if they have this whole array of tools out there, help them understand which one to use for what and how to access those tools.
1: Yeah, That. That goes into the next question I have, which I'm going to shift a little bit because I originally was thinking, how, how are multi-employer plans currently communicating to participants about the tools and resources available? But it sounds like the better question is, everybody is communicating in their own silo. What you guys are doing is aggregating that information and then creating unique communications for each plan that is a client. Correct
3: yeah, we really are, and one of the things we're doing that I think is super fun about what we do is we really like take a look at at the demographics of plant participants, you know, so let's say a fund with participants that skew a little bit older, for example, I work with a fund here in California that the average plant participant is like forty five years old, so you know not old, not young, kind of in the middle there. And so we really think about, you know, how do we best reach somebody who um, may not have access to the internet in their workplace, but uses their phone all the time. I mean, I'm a Gen Xer and I use my phone for everything. Okay. And so how do we reach that person? So we really take a look again at the demographics um, and try to get a sense for who we're talking to and then what is going to stick with them, what's going to resonate. So it's sort of like this mix of whether it's phone-based communications, digital stuff, sending grit pieces home in the mail. Um, we use like a full range of media, but at the end of the day, really want to make sure we understand who we're talking to and how to best reach them and what kind of messages are going to resonate with them. So I'll come back to that 45-year-old. We're really, you know, starting to think about, wow, what does it look like if I'm not working anymore Um, What does it look like if I have kids who are going to college and need to save a little money for them? What is my health situation look like? Because I might, you know, have some stuff that's bubbling up that I didn't have when I was 38. We really try to take a look at who the people are we're talking to.
2: And to to add to that, one of the ways that we try to help our clients, because there are so many tools available, so many different types of media and, and channels to use. We start out by talking with them about developing a communication strategy, and that gets into the point that Jen was talking about, identifying your audiences, finding key messages, figuring out your goals and objectives, and, and figuring out the best way to reach your audiences. And then you can figure out sort of what the best tools are to use, because a tool that works for one group won't necessarily work for another. You know, some people really like print. Some are going to want to watch a video want interactive tools, and you can sort of, once you take a step back and create this strategy, it really helps you figure out the best plan of action to, to reach your participants and help educate them.
1: This is where we will pause part one of my conversation with Josh and Jennifer. One last thing before I let you go. My goal is to ensure multi-employer benefit funds find the highest quality professionals to help them grow their funds. In my work with several boutique money managers entering the multi-employer business segment, I have found some common misconceptions and avoidable mistakes. If you are an investment firm considering expansion in the multi-employer funds business segment, please visit www.sisupartnersllc.com. That is www.sisupartnersllc.com partners, LLC.com. and check out our multi-employer strategy blueprint consulting service. The purpose of this program is to assist investment firms in evaluating your internal ROI if you launch a dedicated multi-employer benefit funds client development strategy. Be sure to tune in for part two, how multi-employer plans communicate financial well-being tools And part three, Navigating Healthcare, will air after the holidays. Thanks, as always, for being part of the conversation.
0: And that's it for this week's episode of the World of Multi-Employer Benefit Funds. We'd love to have your support. You can show your support by sharing episodes, making comments, or heading over to www.patreon.com slash multi-employer funds for other partnership opportunities. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to the next
2: time. CC Partners LLC hosts the World of Multi-Employer Benefit Funds podcast, which contains content and discussions that have been prepared for informational and educational purposes only. No listener should assume that any discussion on this podcast serves as the receipt of or substitute for personalized advice from an investment professional, as the information provided on the podcast is not intended to be investment, legal, or tax advice. The company is not an SEC-registered investment advisor and does not solicit clients or raise capital for money managers.